Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The baseball game is over. It's time for the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show with Tim Allen on The Fan. It is a final, and the results are really good here. A Brewers victory over the Cardinals, 18-3. And welcome, everybody. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen and Sam Schmitz producing the show tonight as the Brewers, a big beat down over the St. Louis Cardinals. Most runs they've ever scored against St. Louis. Second to uh, the Chicago Cubs, it's, it's the next best, sweetest victory. And the Brewers, hey, all of these games are big. Their fifth time they've been four games under 500. That's a low watermark. And all five of those times they have bounced back with a victory. A huge one tonight. Now just 13 games remain here in the 2020 campaign. And hanging in there. Again, another day goes by. Guys, this was a sweet victory. And, you know, a little dust up in the middle of the game. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, Yadi Molina doing his best Wilson Contreras act. Or is it the other way around? He's got a very similar in nature in how they handle themselves on a baseball field. But uh, I, I'm not quite sure how Molina still remained without an ejection in that game. I'm not sure how Schilt wasn't thrown out way before both managers were thrown out. Craig Council uh, and Mike Schilt both were ejected in this one. But, man, a huge, huge win for the Brewers to take two of three thus far in this five-game set. And it does uh, beg the question, a doubleheader tomorrow, and does Woody start the first game against Wainwright? I think we'll have that answer as we hear from uh, Craig Council coming up in just a little bit. I want to hear what that was all about, too, because I'm trying to figure out this is exactly what Molina's beef was. I mean, I, I think he had several, honestly. In fact, I know he had several. In this game, just a bad day <laughs> for Molina, and that was just nice to see a little meltdown um, from from the St. Louis Cardinals catcher. But man, a nice win for the Brewers. They uh, poured on the St. Louis Cardinals, eighteen to three. Their record now twenty two twenty five, and again, just thirteen games remaining. But a huge doubleheader tomorrow. I'm wondering if you guys would start Woody in that first game. Now, yesterday's doubleheader. It, it had uh, Corbin Burns was going to pitch one of those games. And uh, on the on-deck show today, we played you the clip that said, you know, the council said, well, Burns is going to start. It didn't matter either way which order it was, Lindblom or Burns. But in this particular situation, I definitely would go to Woody here 
coming off his best performance his last time out. I, I, want, I want a chance. I'll deal with game two, the nightcap tomorrow night when it gets there. Uh, and the talk may be uh, uh, Brent Suter. I have an idea what I would do, and I'll, I'll run that by you a little bit later on. It involves a, a, a pitcher in Appleton to be called in. Uh, for one of these starts. So we'll talk about that coming up. Uh, we will get to our highlight package, though, and a ton to get to. Nice, happy highlights today. And how about Christian Yelich today, his first three-hit game of the season? I was just wondering out loud earlier today, where, where is like a, a three-for-four day for Yelich with a homer and a double? And Well, he didn't get the double, but he got the three-hit game. And shades of uh, 2018, I'll make sense of that in just a second here. First inning, Cardinals got on the board, a leadoff base hit, then a deep fly ball for the first out, and then Goldschmidt strikes against the crew. Again, an RBI double, one zip. They came out swinging, the St. Louis Cardinals did, and that, that can be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time for an offense. Uh, it, can, it can really minimize the pitch count for a pitcher, uh, or it could just ambush the pitcher, and you could take the early lead, and that's what happened there. They were on the attack there in the early. One zip, but the Brewers battle right back in the bottom half. After one out, it brought to the plate Christian Yelich. And that is hit in the air to right field. He hit that one well, and that's the Christian Yelich we know and love. It's gone, and we are tied in the first. That's why you don't give him days off. You keep him in the lineup. When he gets hot, he can carry you. Brewers have been waiting a long time this year for Yelich to carry this offense. Number 10 on the season for Christian. He takes a curveball and knocks it out of here into the Brewers' bullpen. Yeah, 1-1 at that point, and uh, Craig Council did mention before the game he did consider giving Christian Yelich the night off, a mental break, but you know I agree with him on the fact that Christian Yelich, uh, he went on to say Christian Yelich in the lineup still impacts the game, still impacts the offense. The guys around him, he's, you know, working counts a little bit, drawing his walks, things like that. Thank goodness it wasn't the, the mental break today because he tied the ball game up right there. Very next batter, a guy that's been elevated to the three spot, and rightly so, it's Ryan Braun. Payoff pitch to Braun, and that's hit well into center field. Harrison Bader going back, reaching up, can't get it, it's gone. Back to back for the Brew Crew in the first. That reminded me of opening day of 2018. You guys may recall that. <laughs> walk-off, back-to-back homers by uh, Yelich and Braun, a walk-off victory over the St. Louis Cardinals. That little different dynamic, but hey, a little reminder of that. Boy, separate Christian Yelich and Keston Hira, and you you put Ryan Braun in there. I think uh, I like this lineup tonight. I'll tell you, I really do. Now, the catcher position in that nine-hole can be Narvaez or it can be Nottingham, but pretty good-looking lineup for the crew tonight. Uh, two to one. After one inning of play, one, two, three, Anderson gets the shutdown inning in that second. That was big. Brewers empty in the bottom half of the second. Anderson, one, two, three, in the third. Since the run scoring double by Goldschmidt has set down uh, eight straight uh, as he pitches through the third inning. Brewers back to work. Bottom of the third inning, all with two outs. Christian Yelich with a base hit. Brawny follows up with a walk. 
and it set the table for Daniel Vogelbach. Payoff pitch, and that's headed to the gap in left center field. That's down. Yelich is in. Here comes Braun. He's being waved around, and there will be no throw. 2-1 double from Daniel Vogelbach, and it's 4-1 Brewers. Boy, how nice was that? You, you talk about checking every box, guys. That uh, Through that point in the game, Yelich and Braun in their first two at-bats, three for three, four runs scored, two RBIs, two homers, and a walk. We'll take that for a one-two punch, Yelich and Brawny. Uh, Anderson shuts it down, gets that shutdown inning in the fourth inning. Uh, Molina, he was ahead of him 0-2, and then he struck out Molina. And this is significant because that really started this little... I don't know, tantrum by Molina there. One not pleased after that at bat, throwing things around in the dugout. Crew back to work. Bottom of the fourth inning, single by Jerko. Peterson then draws a walk. Arcia with a base hit to load the bases. Nobody out. Brewers in business. Omar Narvaez, this was sweet. Goes to the breaking ball and a base hit into center field. Jerko's in. Here comes Peterson. Bader with the throw. Cut off. Single for Narvaez, and it's 6-1 to one Bruce. Yeah, it was off speed. Took a little off of it. Maybe the curveball. Oh, Narvaez with a bullet into center field. So the Brewers now 3-4 for four with runners in scoring position early on. Yeah, you take that 4-1 to one lead right there. Uh, I'm sorry, 6-1. Uh, to one. Two in, two on, nobody out for Avi Garcia. And Garcia... He comes through. That's in the center field. Bader coming on. He'll have to play it on a hop. Arcia coming home. He's in. Make it 7-1 through. A hit parade here in the fourth inning for the Brewers. Yeah, bottom of the order getting it done. Still nobody out. And they knock Flaherty out of the game right there. Yelich then with a base hit. Three for three in the ball game. Brawny then uh, grounds into a double play. We'll save that highlight. That did score a run. That made it 8-1. to one. Uh, Vogelbach would then work a walk and the ninth man to bat in the inning. And this right here is the uh, turning point in this baseball game. You know, it's still sort of a game. It's mid-game. You never know what those Cardinals. Great Lakes Dragway turning point with Great Lakes Dragway. Uh, you can check out track rental and event information, greatlakesdragway.com. But, you know, up 8-1, to one, it's, yeah, it's looking like a runaway game, but it's really a runaway game with two on for Keston Hira. 1-1 one, one pitch. That's in the air to right field. That's got a charge to it. Ravello going back. Look it up. It's gone. Keston Hira, opposite field, three-run shot as the Brewers busted wide open in the fourth. Tell me that kid doesn't have some popping at bat. My goodness. Yeah, indeed. A seven-run inning in the fourth gets the Brewers a 10-run lead, 11-1 to into the uh, top of that fifth inning. Anderson into two-out trouble, ends up walking Goldschmidt with the bases loaded to make it 11-2 to into the bottom of the fifth inning. Brewers back to work in that fifth inning. Couple of walks wrapped around and out. Peterson and Narvaez with the walks. And how about uh, Tyrone Taylor gets in on the action? 
And Taylor sends one to the gap in left center field. That's down. Here comes Peterson rounding third. He will score. Narvaez to third. One scoring double for Jace Peterson. And the Brewers lead it 12 to 2. 12 to 2, bottom of the fifth inning. Yelich then loads the bases for Ryan Braun. And then in the sequence with Braun here, here's where the, the game got a little sideways here and a number of a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, Brawny didn't like a call, and they, they seem to be happy about the conversation that's going on. I'm not sure that that was exactly true. Um, Brawny may have been getting on the umpire to say, hey, don't let Molina you know, make the call for you. I mean, you got to make the call yourself. So, I mean, I don't know exactly what was going on there. But there was a catcher interference call, and Brawny hits uh, Molina, and, and now it's a little dust up here. And it's a really I'm, – I'm not quite sure how Schilt ends up all the way across uh, against the, the Brewers' dugout. Uh, there's a, a wall formed, a couple of players, Jerko being one, Garcia, Nottingham, all get in there. Schilt's uh, yelling at somebody in the dugout. Molina's not happy about things. Here's a couple of comments from Fox Sports Wisconsin on that incident. Uh-oh. got a little bit Molina. I mentioned he wasn't happy before. These guys are going to see a lot of each other between now and the end of the season. Jeff Jerko, you see the former teammate of Molina. Now, this is not good. No. I mean, you know, you can't be doing this kind of thing, you know, based on what's going on in our country right now with the virus. And they got the bullpens emptying out. Everybody over by the Brewers dugout. All of this going on, they're playing. They got a half a game to go tonight, two tomorrow, and five with them next week in St. Louis. Yeah. Big crowd of players around in one spot. Somebody must have said something to Yadier Molina that he did not like. Yeah, that's part part of the, the portfolio. He's a great catcher. He's a Hall of Famer. But he will let you know how he feels. Not sure really what occurred right there. And and I don't know. We'll get some details uh, possibly from Craig Council. I, I mean, at most times he's a little cryptic on this stuff. But... Uh, you know, one of two things happened. Either Molina thought that the um, th- thought that Braun may have done it on purpose, or uh, someone chirped in the Brewers' dugout saying, "Hey, it couldn't happen to a better guy," or something like that. I mean, that's the only thing. A couple of things I can think of there, because you know, to to, to have that reaction by not only Molina but Schilt as well. Coming across the diamond, Schilt should have been thrown out the second he crossed home plate uh, headed toward the Brewer dugout. Sam, how did you see it? That that we can all agree on, Schilt should have been gone immediately. Yeah, especially, I mean, the most head-scratching part is you're the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, a team who dealt with an outbreak of COVID-19 this season and are playing doubleheaders in this series because your team had an outbreak and you're running all the way across the field to yell inside of the other team's dugout with no mask on whatsoever. He had his mask in his hand, but never decided to put it on. I mean, <laughs> just, I mean, what are we doing here? Come on. No doubt. I mean, come on. Uh, but, but again, I, I, I don't know if we'll ever get all the details there. Uh, no ejections at that point, but almost a fight. 13-2 as the run scored on the catcher's interference. 
uh, set the table for Vogelbach, and Vogelbach makes it 14-2. to Kaminsky with the payoff pitch, back up the middle, and through a base hit. Taylor is in, station to station otherwise, and it's now 14-2. to Another good approach by Vogelbach with two strikes. He's shooting right back through the middle. How about Keston Hira? Go ahead and knock in or run the easy way. Payoff pitch. And that's just off the plate. Walk in another run. The 15th of the night for the Brewers. These last two innings have taken an eternity, huh? But it's been worth it. Yeah, 15-2 to two at that point. Uh, Jed Jerko then knocks in a run. He's credited with a sack fly, but check this out. Jerko with a fly ball out to right. Lane Thomas at the track, at the wall, and he cannot squeeze it. Gamble's in. It has to be station to station. Looked like Thomas was there to make the catch. Had a little more carry than he thought. Just clipped off his glove. Yeah, just wasn't sure where he was on that warning track. And he had room to go back. He thought he was right up against the wall. He was not. Kind of a weird sacrifice fly officially. I don't know if I've ever seen that in a, in a ball game here in all these years. But so be it. 16 runs on the board. And then uh, then they get a more conventional sacrifice fly off the bat of Jace Peterson. 1-2 pitch. In the air, right center field, and Thomas reaches up and makes the catch. That's a nice grab. It'll score another run. Vogelback is in. Thomas with a nice grab there, but another sack fly, and it's now 17-2. to And caught the tough one, missed the easy one. And the Brewers bat around in that one. Six runs in that fifth inning, seven in the fourth, and the Brewers have busted that thing wide Open 17-2 into the sixth inning. Quick scoreless inning for Brett Anderson in the sixth inning. And between innings, looks as if Schilt and Council were ejected. Molina now is again going at it with the home plate umpire, John Bacon. So, I'm not sure how Molina ends up staying in this baseball game. Sam, again, Molina having a little meltdown with the umpire. That one was weird. I don't think I've ever seen that in between innings where the umpire just started walking out towards the pitcher. Hey, you got two warm-up pitches left. I don't know if the umpire mixed it up with, you know, maybe he had a couple more warm-ups or if Yachty just didn't like the fact that he was walking towards the pitcher. But it's like, man, you got I get getting hit in the wrist for the catcher's interference before it might have ticked you off. But, I mean, how – I don't understand wow. how he's like still staying in the game when he's just giving the umpire a hard time the entire night. We'll just call him the disruption of the game because that's what he was all night. Uh, bottom of the sixth inning, just Tyrone Taylor's base hit. 17-2 into the seventh inning. Ray Black into pitch the seventh inning. Uh, Brett Anderson's uh, night was done. Six innings, five hits, just two runs. Both earned a pair of walks and three strikeouts. That's a nice performance from Brett Anderson when the Brewers needed this victory. Black walks a couple, gives up a hit and a run. 17-3 to into the bottom of the seventh inning. Brewers answer back a solo shot, Dan Vogelbach. Struggled with it. Vogelbach will lift one in the air, deep to right field. And Lane Thomas going back, and there's the foggy bomb from Daniel Vogelbach, his first as a Brewer. Well, he knew it was coming soon. I mean, the approach has been really good. Well, the big fellow's been swinging a bat here in Milwaukee. 
Third homer this year, first as a Brewer. You know, finally the Brewers have a little luck in their transactions, right? They, they signed Logan Morrison. That didn't work out. Brock Holt didn't work out. I mean, there's more Justin Smoke, Justin Green. And, and they finally gr- grabbed Dan Vogelbach, and it did work out. That's big time for the Brewers, and, and they need him down the stretch. And again, we'll, you t- take a look at the starting lineup here. I think you probably are going to see a gravitation toward this lineup that you saw tonight. Corey Knebel enters the game, a scoreless eighth inning, keeps it at 18-3 to into the bottom of the eighth inning, empty there for the crew, and Corey on for the ninth, and there's your final with a scoreless couple of innings pitched. That's huge, guys. I mean, really, the Brewers tapped into that Cardinal bullpen quite a bit here. They used uh, several arms in this one where the Brewers were held down to just three arms used heading into a doubleheader tomorrow. Big-time victory for the crew, 18-3 the final as uh, the Brewers take the first two of three in this five-game set. Cannot wait to hear from Craig Council. Your reaction on this one, 414-799-1250. Also, uh, who would you start in game one tomorrow then? We may find that out with an announcement. Think about this during the break. You're probably going to laugh at me. Uh, I would send Ray Black and Justin Topa back down. I would bring up a left-hander acquired in the San Diego Padre deal. (laughs) Give you the details next. That's just what I would do uh, to make sure you're covered. You are uh, allowed an additional arm, too, so you actually uh, bring a couple of different arms back for the uh, day tomorrow. So the Brewers, you know, their uh, bullpen and their pitching may be in decent shape heading into tomorrow. 18-3 the final. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. A big win for the crew over the Cardinals to take game three. We'll be back here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time for the Gene Wagner Plumbing Are You Kidding Me? moment of the game on the fan. Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Well, they get a beatdown win over the St. Louis Cardinals, 18-3 to take game three of this five-game set and get to within one game of St. Louis. Now, we have to keep in mind the Cincinnati Reds are right there as well. So, I mean, this is good. And you've got three head-to-head against Cincinnati prior to uh, the games or the uh, regular season games being done. But, I mean, this is coming down to 13 games, guys. This is coming down to kind of must-watch, must-follow. Brewers baseball here. Are you kidding me? Moment of the game with uh, Gene Wagner Plumbing, a company you can trust. Here's what I'd like to see. Between Yelich and Braun, they're two and three hitters combined tonight. Four for six, five runs scored, three knocked in, two walks, two homers. Yelly and Braun, are you kidding me? See how this offense works? <laughs> when Christian Yelich is actually, oh, I don't know, Christian Yelich. <laughs> uh, who would you start tomorrow in game one? Brewers have an opportunity to go with Brandon Woodruff. We know that he's going to start one of those games tomorrow. It's a doubleheader again tomorrow, 4-10-7-10. I have a sneaking suspicion that there's going to be a little bit of a curveball here. 
It, 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 it could be conventional. Call up some arms. I'm going to go with Woody in game two, just like yesterday. Uh, Burns was pitching game two. Go with Woody game two. Try and steal a win in game one, like you did yesterday with Lindblom. It could be a bullpen-type situation. Brent Suter would be available. I would think that Freddie Peralta is still available for at, at least an inning or two. You could get into the middle to later stages of the ball game tomorrow. What about an Eric Lauer for a spot start or a few innings to piggyback? I'm just something to think about. Um, boy, it was nice to see Corey Knable. When you uh, hear his line, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be very pleased with Corey's outing. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Craig Council is coming up in minutes. We're also gonna hear from Christian Yelich. Uh, what changed today? <laughs> three, three for four, three runs scored, a walk, a homer, an RBI. Wow. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the Bayview Shade and Blind post game show. Hey, Tim. Maybe it was that weird sunset I saw. Could be. I don't know if you saw, well, it was kind of cool. Uh, you're going to sleep good tonight, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I have a meeting at 530. I wish we could save 14 of those runs for the next two games. <laughs> no it doubt. Work that way. Now, I'm going to get to the yada, yada, yada Molina. I've been watching this guy. I call him the snake behind the plate. I would compare him to Dennis Rodman, but I'm not going to insult Dennis Rodman. <laughs> He's a hothead. He's always looking for trouble. They had to calm down, and he still had to go there. Get some therapy. I, he's got to. I suspend him for two games if I'm the commissioner. Well, I, I, they didn't even oh, throw him out of the oh, game, yeah. Mike. What? They never even threw him out of the game. How are you going to suspend and, him? Well, with the uh, Bill Schrader said, you know, we don't need this with the COVID. You know, he's he's stirring up trouble, getting everyone together, and send a message. The guy, I, he's not going to stop. Yeah, I guess you could do that uh, after the fact as as you take a look so at the you're film. I, if, if they would have threw him out, they should have threw him out. You oh, he's, he's, oh, easily he should have been tossed in that time. game. Yeah. Or the second time. Yeah. And, All right, uh, Mike. I like this Volgo back. You know, when I saw him come to the plate the first, you know, when he first came up, I said, oh, he's just going to try and hit home runs. He gets on base. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does, and I, I like him right. I love. I love him right in the middle of that order. I just do. He's got a great approach. He hits the ball well, deep into counts. He works his walks. He's got some power. Obviously, he had a he had a distinct turnaround. Thanks for the call, Mike. Distinct turnaround. Uh, much the same as a Brock Holt when he left here. I mean, sometimes it is a change of scenery. It shows you again, guys, that how mental this game is. Really does. How these batting averages are where they're at. How the uh, these teams are where they're at. It's just a it's just a freak kind of uh, kind of season, and you, you can't put your finger on it. But it just shows you how you know the psych game is is a huge part of this. I've always been one to. You know, defend guys. You know, mental state. I mean, it's nice to be strong, and you're a you're a pro athlete and all that. But it, it shows you that uh, the psychological part of the game is big. 
It is. When you're feeling confident, you do better. I mean, when you're when you're struggling and pressing and not in a good mood, you get in a fight with your wife or whatever. I mean, you're, you're just not going to perform well most times. But uh, in in this case here, the Brewers, whatever happened today, if they can repeat, um, if they can do a repeat performance. Now, I will say, uh, I'm I'm going for the dagger here. I'm going Woody against Wainwright in Game One. Let's go. Let's ride the momentum of 18 runs. You're feeling good. I send this lineup right back out there. Right back out there. Flaherty first. Then it's Wainwright. You're next. Niedermeyer, you're going down. No, um, that's from a movie, by the way. Um, I, I would send a Woody right back out there and go, go for it. Make it two in a row. Then you got them back on their heels. Again, I would have started Burns in game one yesterday. And who knows how that would have turned out. 414-799-1250. Let's see what Craig Council has to say after this one. Stick around. We're going to hear from Christian Yelich as well. Christian Yelich, the spark of the game with Current Electric, your electrician superheroes at callcurrent.com. Christian Yelich is the spark of this game. That home run in the bottom of the first inning to tie the game, just two batters into the Brewers' offense. That a boy, Christian. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the club here. 18-3. The Brewers get the victory. And again, if you're like me, I'm a little nervous around the house with electrical stuff. I mean, I can, I guess, tinker with changing an outlet here and there, but I don't really like it. <laughs> I'm always a little nervous. CallCurrent.com. The guys over at Current Electric will help you out. Craig Council, Christian Yelich coming up. Baby Shade and Blind postgame show. 18-3, Brewers win. It's the Bayview Shaden Blind Postgame Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on the fan. 18-3, Brewers over the Cardinals here tonight, a single game. I know that sounds a little weird because doubleheader yesterday and doubleheader tomorrow, but that's the way it is. But a huge win for the Brewers. Uh, We're starting to... Uh, take a look around on social media to see if uh, Schilt or and or Molina had anything to say about the little dust up mid game. I I am wildly entertained by things like that, I, and you guys know my opinion on uh, Wilson Contreras. Also, uh, he's he's a guy, and Molina's the same way. They're they're guys that we would love to have on our team, but since they're on the other team, we like to hate them. <laughs> they're always starting something. I like a player that is so competitive that they question everything. Uh, so I, I do have a tremendous amount of respect for Wilson Contreras as well as Yadier Molina, but they're similar in style, similar in that nature of you know, t- asking for everything, an explanation. I'm going to complain about everything. I'm going to gripe about this. I'm going to, you know, the whole thing. So a little bit of an issue mid-game here. Uh, both Council and Schilt ejected in this one. Uh, if you want to chime in here, 414-799-1250. Uh, we're going to hear that Brandon Woodruff is going to start game one. Okay, check that box. Uh, I like that move uh, from Craig Council. Brent Suter to start the second game. They are going to make a move to bring a pitcher in. 29th man for the doubleheader. I'm uh, I'm not sure in game two that's the way I would go, but nonetheless, let's hear from Craig Council on all of the above. Craig, uh, is it okay to start? Yeah. 
Okay, thanks. Um, we talked to you today about, you know, you momentarily wrestled with the Yelly decision, but not really, it didn't sound like, and you said he can always make a difference and daggone if you didn't go out and do it. And lots of company too. I mean, what a breakout, huh? Yeah, I mean, we, but the, the first inning was huge, I thought. Um, you know, we gave up a run in the first and Flaherty on the mound and then, um, you know, Braun and Yelly, you know, get get it right back and give us the lead. So um, it was it, that was a huge spot in the game. Um, it's, it's a spot, you know, it's it's the, the inning we've been, we've struggled probably mightily in that inning and, and just I, I thought it was a huge, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't our big inning, but it was a really important inning. Craig, do you sometimes go nuts managing this sport where it's the swings from game to game can be so out of nowhere? Yeah, I mean, I think this season's probably a little it has created them a little bit, you know, with with uh, you know the Cardinals got a ton of you know the, the amount of double headers they have and the pitching they got to be careful with. Teams got to be careful with their pitching, so I think that's created a little bit. I mean, both both times it's happened, the other team's got a double header the next day. Um, in our stand. So you're going to, you're going to pitch differently and things like that. So the rosters are bigger with pitchers. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no explanation for this stuff. I, you know, there, there isn't. Um, I mean, you, you, I think we'd try to change it if there was, but we, we, there's no explanation for that. Craig, uh, one of the things that was so impressive about stringing all those hits together in that one beginning is Flaherty, doesn't give up a lot of stuff like that, you know. I mean, you guys cracked a pretty tough customer tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know every time he's on the mound, you, you feel like it's runs are going to be at a premium. So, you know, in that in that fourth inning when we, um, I think it was the fourth, where uh, um, you know I thought the Omar hit was a huge hit, just kind of breaking it open there, and um, you know, like multi right multiple hits in a row against them, you don't see it. So. Um, you know, you beat a tough customer like that, it's it's always a good win. On the flip side, uh, you guys had a really good pitching performance from start to finish too, right? Yeah, I, I, I mean, Brett was good. Um, you know, I, I think we, we gave him a lead, and then he kind of went to work, I thought, and, and, and did his thing and um, was down in the zone and, and got some ground balls. And, um, you know, giving us six innings tonight um, is – is a big deal for tomorrow. How we're, how our pitching was able to work out for the rest of the night is a, is a you know, impacts tomorrow for sure for us. So um, strong start for sure. How good is it to see Corey bounce back the way he did tonight and pitch that way? I, I mean, I look, I think the Corey's last two outings have been really encouraging and, and his second inning today was, um, was exciting. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll use that word because it was, you know, there was 96 there, there was 97 there, um, swings and misses again. So it's just, there's no question he's going in the right direction. I, I think that's that's what we're, we're seeing right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's probably just, it's just throwing more, getting a little more time away from the injury. Um, it, it's, it's, it's getting better. There's no question about it. Craig, it's not very often you see one team charge another team's dugout, especially led by their manager. He looked like he was the most upset of anybody. What happened there? Uh, apparently there was a little miscommunication between him and our dugout. And Probably it, him and me. I should say him and me. 
have anything to do with him not wearing a mask? No. Craig, can can you explain it or you don't you don't want to explain it? No, I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it at that. How much is there a flaw? Obviously, we've talked about it, ten games against the same team. You're fighting for a playoff spot. Just kind of one of those deals where things are gonna get heated just because of what's at stake and how getting tired of seeing the same opponent over and over again eventually, though I know it's only been a couple days so far. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that had anything to do with it. Um, I mean, both teams are competing, so, you know, it's going to be competition. It's going to be heated, and, um, yeah, that, that didn't have anything to do with it. Um, like I said, I'm just going to kind of leave it alone. Craig, what kind of presence has Vogelback been in the lineup? I mean, it was another big night for him, but has he kind of solidified himself as a, a, a just a big presence in that lineup? Well, he's, he's just had really good at bats from the day he put the uniform on for us. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's, I, I especially think we, we were, it's a, it's a, a left-handed bat is something that we've, we've kind of needed this year, I think. Um, and somebody's just to drive in runs to, to be in the middle of the lineup, um, you know, more to just to be in the middle of the lineup, I think. Um, and, and he's, and he's just put good at bats out there a lot. Um, you know, he had a big hit tonight to, to, to make it four one. So, um, he's doing his job. He's doing exactly what we hoped he would do. He's, he's a really, he's a good hitter and he obviously got off to a really poor start this year, but, uh, he's a good hitter and he's going to collect hits. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. It's time to dive into the box score for today's game on The Fan. Brought to you by the Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power. On the web at liuna113.org. So that's what we're going to get out of Craig Council on the on the dust-up there mid-game. It was a communication issue between him and me. <laughs> okay. I just wonder, aren't you just wildly curious about what that was all about? Those are the types of things that I don't know if we're ever going to find out. Man, I would like to know. I would love to know. I mean, Council um, looked like he was, uh, they were having uh, quite the animated conversation, that's for sure. Now, uh, Sam, you were saying word out uh, from Schilt, a little bit of a quote, uh, quote that we're not going to take that? Yeah, it's basically all I've gotten so far, just trying to see if him and Yadier have said anything about the skirmish. Yeah, and, and so Schilt is like, we're not going to take that from them. Now, okay, I wonder what it was to take. Um, we'll see tomorrow. I mean, I, I don't see this thing mellowing out too much. I mean, at any moment, hair trigger responses on uh, a given situation starting tomorrow. Brandon Woodruff is going to start game one tomorrow, but let's go through some of the numbers in this one as the Brewers get a big win over the St. Louis Cardinals. Let me just say, you know, a lot of people have been, um, you know, texting me and my circle and that don't really pay attention, you know, inning by inning, day by day to the Brewers. And what's the Brewers situation? How are they doing? Well, there's uh, now 13 games left, guys. Two tomorrow against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals here, doubleheader. 
They'll, they'll take the day off on Thursday. Then it's three against Kansas City, three against the Reds, and five to finish up against these Cardinals. <laughs> you talk about a wild finish. you got to hold your own and stay in this thing uh, throughout the uh, you know day tomorrow, uh, throughout the weekend against Kansas City. And then, of course, you've got another nemesis in Mike Matheny uh, coming into uh, Miller Park uh, as manager of the Royals. But... And you've got a David Bell that uh, Brewers and Reds have started to really um, develop a, a quite the rivalry as well. So just day by day, these Brewers just continue to grind things out this season. It's, it's, it's pretty wild to see this. All right, let's check out the numbers in tonight's ball game. Avi Garcia goes one for three with a run scored and an RBI. Christian Yelich, three for four, three runs scored, an RBI, a walk, a homer. Brawny, one for two, two runs scored, two RBIs, a walk, a homer, a reach on catcher's interference. That may have lit some sort of fuse there. Daniel Vogelbach goes three for four, three runs scored, three RBIs. Check that, four RBIs. Also drew a walk, and I'm going to name him the Chevy MVP as far as Happy as I am about Christian Yelich, those numbers, they're, they're way worthy of the Chevy MVB, brought to you by Chevy, the 2020 Chevy Silverado. You can see it at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Three for four, three RBIs, four, I'm sorry, four RBIs drew a walk as well. Wow. Keston Hira goes one for four with a run scored, four RBIs in a walk. Jed Jerko, one for three, one run scored, one RBI. Jace Peterson, 0 for two, two runs scored, one RBI, drew a pair of walks. Orlando Arcia, one for five with a run scored. Omar Narvaez, one for four with a couple of runs scored, two knocked in, also drew a walk. Tyrone Taylor off the bench, two for three with a run scored and an RBI. Ben Gamble goes 0 for 1 with a run scored. Eric Sogard, 1 for 1. And uh, the pitching lines, well, before I get to that, just Yelich and Braun together. Again, the numbers, 4 for 6, 5 runs scored, 3 RBIs, 2 walks, Braun and Yelich. Brett Anderson, the pitching lines now. 6 innings, 5 hits, a pair of runs, both earned, 2 walks and 3 strikeouts. Ray Black, 1 inning, 1 hit, 1 run, it was earned couple of walks and one strikeout. Corey Knable, check this out. You heard Craig Council mention it. Two innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, and six strikeouts in his performance. That may come in handy. I told you yesterday uh, after the doubleheader that you know they're going to need the X factor of somebody to step up in the back end of that bullpen down the stretch here to help out Devin Williams and, uh, and Josh Hader. I think it might lean toward Drew Rasmussen, but I can't rule out Corey Knable as he is on the men from Tommy John. Uh, the line score in this one, Brewers get 18 runs on 15 hits, no errors. The Cardinals just three runs on seven hits, two errors. The win goes to Brett Anderson. He's 3-3, three and three, the loss to Flaherty. He is 3-2. and two. Christian Yelich, as I said, a big night for him as well. And we're going to hear from Christian uh, after the break here because we need to. We'll still do a little digging about uh, what may or may not have occurred between Council and Schilt, but no love lost after this one. They know that 
potentially the team that gets on the roll head-to-head between the Brewers and the Cardinals is going to get in. Uh, But the team that doesn't, they may be on the outside looking in. And I think you're seeing some grind-out games. You're seeing some big-time competition here. And, yeah, it's a strike-shortened pandemic season, 60 games, the whole deal. But now all that doesn't matter. Now it just comes down to winning a baseball game or winning the game within the game or winning the situation within the baseball game. This is cool baseball, man. It it really is. Pennant race baseball ain't nothing like it. Baby Shade and Blind Post Game Show 18-3. Brewers get the victory in Game 3 of this five-game set. Yelich next here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind Post Game Show. It's time to go inside the clubhouse to hear what the players are saying after today's game. On The Fan. It's brought to you by Windows Select. Right now, buy one and get one free. Plus, no payments until 2021. Call Windows Select today at 262-703-3500. You know, I think it was Rosiak that asked the question to council about, you know, flying under the radar here. Yeah, splashy 18 runs scored, 15 hits, a bunch of walks, some home runs. Under the radar was Brett Anderson's performance tonight. Guys, I mean, this is what this season has come to. You get a performance like that, you're buying time for an offense that's looked bad all year. And that's what you what you have to keep in mind. You you put zeros up there, at least you know minimize the damage to a run or two through your you know five or six or even seven innings uh, of uh, of your performance, and it does buy additional time for the offense to score what they can score. Now today, obviously, you had a lot of wiggle room putting up eighteen runs, but Red Anderson's performance tonight was good. Six innings of two run baseball. And we'll take that every time from these starters. And Woody has been named as the announced starter in game one tomorrow. Brandon Woodruff, Adam Wainwright, who's having a little bit of a resurgent type year. Uh, they're going to go at it, a 4-10 first pitch. We're going to hear from Woody coming up in just a second here. But Christian Yellis got to be feeling good about this. Three for four night. It's a solo shot, a huge home run. It, and it was. Craig Council alluded to that. That was really important in in that first inning to – you know, not uh, not let them get the edge early, and we've been seeing that basically all season long, playing from behind, two-zip, three-zip, four-zip. Yeah, you crawl back into the game, you're down three to one or four to two or something like that. There's no margin for error in this stuff. But Yelly and Braun, they go back-to-back in the bottom of the first inning, give the crew to play from the lead at that point. But Anderson was good. Again, we're, we're going to hear from tomorrow's Game 1 starter, uh, Brandon Woodruff in just a second, but let's hear from Christian Yelich after tonight's ball game. Just after what you've been going through the last handful of games or so, just how nice did today feel to get that early homer and then for y'all to just pour on the runs like you did? Yeah, I mean, anytime you get out to an early lead, that it's, uh, it's a good thing, especially against a tough pitcher. And, uh, guys had good at-bats tonight. Christian, did you and Counts talk at all about whether a day off was in order or did it never get to that point? No, we never talked about anything. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see why we needed a day. It's a stretch run and important game. So, um, you know, not sure why I uh, wouldn't want to be in there. When you, when you start out a game with a home run like that, 
adding on to your day, picking up those extra hits and keeping it going personally? Is that kind of an important sign of progress for you? Um, no, just keep grinding. It's baseball. Um, you know, you never know when it can turn. Just you know, one up at a time and put your head down and grind it out and uh, just trying to help the team win. Christian, what kind of pickup has Vogelback been for you guys and just how he's taken advantage of a fresh start? Yeah, he's been awesome. I mean, he, he brings good energy. He's a winning player, cares about winning. Um, great guy to have in the clubhouse. And obviously he's, he's you know, done extremely well since he's come over. He's picked us up. Um, you know, obviously we've struggled offensively a little bit this year. And uh, for him to come in right off the bat and, and contribute is, is awesome to see from him and, and for us. And, uh, hopefully it continues for us, but great player and, and love having him around. Hey, Christian, uh, the amount of times that you've swung this year is actually down. And I was just kind of curious, like, why why you thought that was the case for this year so far? I have no idea about that one. Wasn't a conscious ever. Okay, I was just thinking just because um, I didn't know if it was just discerning balls and strikes or just because beginning of the year, typically guys do that. Actually, they, they take some pitches – kind of get acclimated and since this is only the you know 40 game range still yeah i mean i i don't know maybe some guys do it i've never consciously done it um obviously it's been a struggle uh, up there to say the least but i mean it's baseball if you're gonna go through it it's gonna happen um, sometimes there's no explaining it just how the game works and you just gotta stick after it it's not ideal or something that you ever want to have happen but it, it happens and Christian, does that kind of go for the team too? 19 runs, then a stretch where you don't score much, and then 18 runs tonight. It's kind of hard to figure out, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, baseball. I mean, you don't really – it's hard to explain a lot of things. You, you just – you never know. I don't think you come into a game when, when, when Jack's starting and, and think that you're going to score whatever it was, 18 or 19, and 18 tonight. Uh, you know, you kind of assume that that game's going to be a battle, a close game, and that you're going to have to grind it out for a win. It's a funny game, funny year, and just, you know, we'll definitely take it. You know, the, guy, the guys needed that one, and, you know, hopefully we can continue and build off that momentum tomorrow with doubleheader. From your perspective, what happened there midway through the game when Schilt and Molina kind of approached y'all's dugout? What, do you have any idea what precipitated that or what happened there? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I was at second base, so I, I didn't uh, – I didn't really hear what led up to it. And like once I got there, it was kind of just everybody standing around looking at each other. and It dispersed pretty quick after that. So I'm not sure. Thank you. Christian, is that sort of the last thing you want to see, especially at this time? You know, you guys are doing all these protocols um, and here everybody's standing face to face. It is what it is. I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Um, you know, we try to avoid it as much as possible, but in competition, sometimes stuff like that arises, and um, you know, every, everybody just standing around. Umpires did a good job of, of dispersing it and uh, kind of just move on and continue to play baseball after that. Yeah, there's Christian Yelich after his performance tonight in the Brewers' victory. I, I enjoyed what he had to say about Vogelbach in, in terms of cares about winning, and I'm not saying that a lot of players don't care about that, but. I think that's detectable in some players that they just take winning 
really or losing really hard, but they enjoy winning so much more. And I think that's detectable player to player at times. I like that comment from Vogelbach. Uh, well, from Yelich about Vogelbach. That was cool stuff. And uh, isn't it interesting how <laughs> whenever there's, a, 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 you know, some sort of conflict in a baseball game, oftentimes uh, either, you know, a manager, well, I didn't see what happened. Was it fair or foul? Well, I didn't see it. I, I didn't have a good angle at it. Or I didn't hear too much, man. I was up. But this, in this case, Yelly may be right here. He was at second base. So, I mean, maybe he didn't hear exactly what was going on. Uh, but uh, there definitely were some words exchanged, and uh, you heard from Craig Council. That's that's just fun, entertaining stuff to me. Uh, we're all competitive. I think by by virtue of you know being even interested in sports, even sports fans are competitive. That's why you're you're fanatical about it. You're you're competitive that way. Do you imagine yourself being a uh, professional athlete? I, I, you know, we all put ourselves in the, that situation. I'd lose my mind every other game. I mean, I'd, I'd be getting thrown out. I would be, I wouldn't say I'd be Milton Bradley, but close. It would, it, it would be close. I would argue everything too. I guess I'd be a jerk out there, honestly. So I'm glad I'm doing this. Uh, I can just be a fan and love the Brewers. Uh, Brandon Woodruff has been named the starter for tomorrow's game one of the doubleheader against the St. Louis Cardinals. It's actually game four of this five-game series. Let's hear from Woody. Is the baby talking or walking yet? Uh, that's probably by the time I get back. <laughs> uh, no, she's doing good. Um, I, I get to FaceTime a lot. That's about it. I get a lot of videos and stuff. So um, She uh, went to the doctor today and I think she's a – Inch longer and about a pound heavier, so that's good. <laughs> Is face FaceTime and the, the the way you get through now, Brandon? I mean, I know it's killing you not to be there, but I bet you do yep. a lot of it, huh? Oh, I'll do a ton of it. Um, when Joni's not trying to get a nap in, um, her aunt is, is there right now helping her out, so she's been getting some, some good naps in and um, – when she's not doing that usually, and I'm not here, I'm usually on FaceTime with her getting to see Kyler and, and her and, um, you know, check in on them and see how they're doing. But, um, no, everything's, everything's been going good with them. So, um, I feel like she's, she might, she might not know who, well, she definitely won't know who I am, but she, uh, she's going to get big, man. She's going to be a lot bigger from the last time I saw her. So <laughs> she might be walking and talking by the time I get back. Hopefully that means we'll be playing in the World Series. Hey, Brandon, speaking of that, MLB today announced like some bubble plans that, mm -hmm. that the bubble is going to happen. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, to be honest, I haven't even read over them. Uh, I think I've uh, seen a brief thing about the quarantine and stuff with family. That's probably the only thing I've really seen. Um, but I haven't, to be honest, I have not read over it. And uh, since you mentioned that, I probably should go look at it after this, but, um, I can't really answer that. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't read anything about it. Is your plan generally like to wait to see Joni and the baby again until the baseball season is over? Yeah. Uh, they're going to stay home. Just, I think either way, I know if I think I saw where, you know, they had the family would have the quarantine and stuff like that. And, um, uh, just with everything going on, she's going to probably 
she had already decided she's going to stay home. So um, essentially I haven't seen her in, I mean, I guess two months, a little over two months. Um, she came for summer camp and then left first uh, of August. And then, uh, you know, I was home for, you know, three days or so there and then uh, came right back. So, um, yeah, their plan the whole time was just to stay home until season was over. Hey, Brandon, how, how impressive was that to watch Rasmussen last night? Here's a rookie, really yeah. the first time he's been put in that kind of spot. Yeah. And, and he did it not just one inning, but two innings. I think Drew is um, – I think he's an unbelievable arm. Um, I think he has the capabilities of doing that uh, on a nightly basis. And I think as as you get – the thing with, with pitching up here, it, it takes, you know – you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get hit around a little bit. Um, but it's all about just, you know, mentally staying the course and, and just getting some confidence out there. And in that spot where he came in and threw those two innings and did great and put up a zero with runners on base, um, that shows, you know, what he can do. And he's a big arm. So um, I think that's going to be huge for him going forward and, and you know, having the confidence and uh, just knowing that he can – he can do it. So, and that was a big situation. These are big games. So, um, it was awesome to see um, him to come in that situation and 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 do that. So it was that was pretty cool. Woody, in your last start um, against Chicago, what mm -hmm. what was the biggest difference for you, and that you were most happy you were able to execute? Um, I think the the biggest thing that I was happy with was um, just one, just getting ahead more more frequent. Um, I think landing the off speed over for, for strikes early in the count uh, definitely kind of set the tone. Um, and when I'm, when I'm able to consistently do that and not get the hitters and hitters counts, um, that that's where I can kind of run into trouble. And that's, that's with any pitcher. Um, Cause when you run into those hitters counts, you got to be a little bit more fine uh, with your pitches or, um, you know, they tend to get hit around a little bit. So um the whole thing with me is just is just getting ahead. I know, you know, what what my fastball can do, um, but, you know, I have to consistently get ahead, and then I also have to mix in the off-speed to get ahead with that. So um, that's probably what I was most happy with was just the, the ability to get ahead and get ahead with the off-speed early in counts with the two different, um, you know, breaking pitches and throw some change-ups in there, and then um, was able to kind of, you know, finish them off and, and not have those long at bats I seem to have sometimes where they foul off pitches a ton and I was able to, you know, put them away a little bit um, and less pitches, you know, than the normal. So that's good. That's a good sign. And uh, hopefully, um, you know, can keep that, keep that momentum going and that consistency going. Does a start like that feel like a breakthrough for you considering how frustrated you were the last couple um, I wouldn't say a breakthrough. I would say it's, it's something I've done before and it's not, I don't, I don't ever come off, want to come off as, as cocky or anything, but I have the, you know, utmost confidence in myself. Uh, I know what my abilities are and I know what I can do. And, and it's, it's something it, I wouldn't say a breakthrough, but it's just, I've, I've been there and done it and it wasn't a su surprise or shock to me when it happened. I guess, you know, that's, that's the best way I can put it. Uh, I just, I know if I can go out there and execute my game plan, um, I know I can perform. And that doesn't mean that 
you come into a start and you can still execute, you still can get hit around. That's just the nature of this game. Um, but um, that's just coming out of that start the other night. It was definitely a, a good feeling, just the fact to get through the middle part of the game and then get deep into the game and finish strong was uh, definitely encouraging. And, um, but it didn't, it didn't, it didn't shock me. You know what I mean? So um, I, I think it definitely just showed me that, Hey, I, you know, I can, I can still do this. So uh, it's just about staying consistent and, and, and getting ahead and, and executing the game plan. I'm just wondering, going into a scheduled seven-inning game rather than a nine-inning game, does it change your mindset, your approach at all, going into kind of this type of setting in terms of maybe trying to go to the distance or whatever? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that's, that's something mentally that um, I think all pitchers kind of deal with. They come into a game, okay, it's only seven innings. Um, you know, I can get a complete game. I don't think any, any pitcher needs to look at it that way. Um, I think that's what helped me the other night was I just told myself to focus on each pitch, no matter, you know, what happened and just, and just go from there, just go from pitch to pitch, see what happens. And if I can put, you know, the most focus on each pitch and at the end of the day, uh, you look up and you get through seven innings, that's great. Um, you know, and and some days it might be through five, but if you, you know, put up some zeros or or giving your team a chance to win, that's all you can ask for. So um, my approach is not to come into the game tomorrow thinking it's a seven inning game and I can get a complete game. My job is to go in and have a game plan, go in and just go pitch to pitch and try to execute, you know, each pitch. And at the end of the day, you'll see, you know, where you're at. Do you have a preference when you have a doubleheader like that of, of taking the first or second game? We'd asked Craig about that yesterday, and we yeah. said there's you know no method to the madness. Does it matter for you which which game you would get? Um, honestly, no. Uh, I think you know you come into the first game and it's it's just all about how you approach it. But for me, it's 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 no different. So um, it doesn't really matter to me if it's the first or second game. Um, it doesn't. I guess really change what I'm trying to do or how I'm trying to approach the day. So um, if it's the, if it's the first game, I get my day starts a little bit earlier. If it's, a, you know, second game, it's lines up just like a normal, you know, hopefully a seven, 10 night game. So um, no, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. No preference. Well, I tell you what, he's getting the uh, nod here for game one tomorrow. That's a four ten first pitch. That's Brandon Woodruff. And, uh, you know, the thing about Woody, um, Sam Schmitz and I were talking about Woody, uh, while we were hearing him and, you know, we, we need to understand that there's certain pitchers and no knock on other pitchers. There's certain pitchers that have a different grading scale and Woody is one of them. When Woody goes out there and throws, you know, five and two thirds of three run ball, it's like, eh, yeah, it's okay. It's good. I kept my team in the ball game, but it's just, you know, where Woodruff is, where he needs to be, and I think I have uh, the highest expectations for Brandon Woodruff, where he needs to be is about that seven-inning mark with a couple of runs. Seriously, that's, that's where you grade him. Don't, don't lower the uh, accepting levels of a, of a good performance. And, and he did say it right there, guys. He did say at certain times it doesn't matter who you are. 
big league hitters there, you're going to get hit up a little bit. But just on a consistent basis, I mean, we're not going to. I'm not going to celebrate a Brandon Woodruff performance that is five and a third of, you know, three run ball. I mean, that's just not where his bar is. That's how good he's going to be, in my estimation. You guys know I've been pretty high on uh, on Brandon Woodruff. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll squeeze in Bruce here. Bruce listening online radio.com app in Chicago. What's going on? Jim, you know who this is, man. This is your boy, Bruce. How you doing, man? What are you doing in Chicago? Well, here, see, this is how it happened, man. I got me a job in Chicago, got a new girlfriend, moved down here. Good man. Life's good down here, bro. Been there many times. But, uh, but no, hey, forget about me, man. About the Brewers, man. Fuck them 18-3. This is a weird <laughs> season. But you know what? I got a funny feeling the Brewers are going to be in the playoffs. And I'm going to probably say they're going to go to the second round. All the They're they going to go to the second round. If, if if they keep playing like this, man, yep. your dream going to come true one day, man. One, Yo, one day. It, it better. The clock is ticking on me, man. <laughs> the clock hey. is definitely ticking. You know what, Tim? I've been talking to you since, what, 2009, 2010? Somewhere in there, yeah. You know, uh, keep up the good work, man. I've been listening to you down here. You're still my boy. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yep. I tell you what, Bruce, it's, it's, it's been a while since I've heard you. You sure everything's okay down there? You know what? Here, I was, for a long time, I wasn't happy up there because I was working third shift and I wasn't happy anymore. And... Probably within the last four years, you know, I can't go into details, but I found somebody else that, that loves me for me, for who I am. And I'm actually, I found a better job working second shift, no more third shift. And that's the way I want it. I want to be happy. I'm tired of being not happy. So, so I had to change some, it. Yeah, you, you made some changes. I love it, Bruce. Bruce, hey, good luck. You, you better promise me you'll stay in touch, all right, dude? Hey. I I got you, man. I I listen to you here and there, man, all the time, man. You still my boy, cause I, you know, I had a call, cause uh, I had to check in with you. Thank you, thank you, man. Good luck. I'll talk to you soon. Hey, Tim. One more thing. <laughs> smile, man. The world will smile back right at you. There you go, Bruce. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. There he is. Seriously, Sam. I've been talking to him for. Gosh, over a decade. That's just that's just cool. He, uh, yeah, he went through some struggles there in Milwaukee, and um, then he, he made some changes. And he did. God bless America, man. Yeah, that's I the heard way you do it. I had heard Bruce on. I think it might have been the Big Show or something a couple of days ago. Tell you know everybody about his situation and all that. Good for him, man. It's all about whatever makes you happy, man. Do what you got to do. Yeah, I remember those calls. Say, man, this is Bruce. Dog, what's up? <laughs> I remember those back in, oh, man, 08, 09 range, somewhere in there. Um, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. It's been a while since I've heard from Bruce. All right, we'll check the scoreboard. Uh, Cincinnati Reds may be a pain in the tail here because they're bunching this whole thing up. We'll check uh, the scoreboard as well as the, uh, I guess, for lack of another term, the format for the playoffs at least unveiled the first round a little bit different than we had initially thought. 
We'll go over that as well. So Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show. Tim Allen after the Brewers beat the Cardinals in game three of this five-game set, 18-3 the final. We'll come back right here on The Fan. It's the Bayview Shade and Blind postgame show, and it's time to check the Major League scoreboard on The Fan. All right, final couple of minutes as the Brewers beat the Cardinals here in Game 3 of this five-game set. Double-header action tomorrow. More on that in a second here. Let's uh, bring in Sam Schmitz here and uh, scoreboard as well as news around the league, Sam. Yeah, so let's start in Cincinnati. The Reds take down the Pirates tonight. 4-1 to was the final. Mm. Tucker Barnhart recorded a solo shot for the Reds. Mike Moustakis also drove in a run tonight. He is now up to 18 RBIs this season. Michael Lorenzen got the win. He is now 2-1. and one. Joe Musgrove gets the loss. He's now 0-5. Amir Garrett, not Archie Bradley, gets the first his first save of the season as well tonight. So after that, Cincinnati now moves to 24-26. and 26. Pittsburgh slides to 14-33. and 33. The Reds will look to sweep Pittsburgh tomorrow in this four-game series. Yeah, and, and Cincinnati, it doesn't look like they're going to go away either. No, I they're mean, hot. They're, yeah, they're a decent baseball team. They really are, and they sunk a lot of money into that situation, and they're not going to go away easy. That's, I mean, you look at the, 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 the two games tomorrow against the Cardinals. Yeah, you've got the Royals, and it's Matheny, and it's, he's back at Miller Park. And who knows what that's going to be? You would expect two out of three there. Then you're right back into the soup against the Cincinnati Reds for three and the Cardinals for five. Not going to be easy, and the Reds aren't going anywhere. This is this is almost uh, must-see Brewers action as well as scoreboard watching at its best, Sam. Absolutely, and the thing to keep an eye on, too, is Jorge Soler in Kansas City is still banged up. He's on the injured list, so maybe that'll give the Brewers a little extra push once they head down mm-hmm. there, so we'll see. But elsewhere in Chicago, the Cubs take game one of this two-game series against the Cleveland Indians. Final score is 6-5 to five Cubs. Javier Baez hit his seventh home run tonight as a solo shot. However, the game would end on a walk-off hit by pitch as Maven gets beaned to end, the, to end the game. Hugh Darvish pitched seven innings of three-run ball. But Jeremy Jeffers gets the win and moves to 4-1 and one this season despite giving up two runs in tonight's outing. Well, could that be the uh, you know the damn breaking a <laughs> I little know. bit for Jeremy Jeffress? I mean, we... I was waiting for it because I knew when we uh, walked off against the Cubs, I had heard you on the post game said maybe that's the – Maybe that's yep. the downfall of Jeremy. I don't know about that one, though, on that walk-off, because it's hard. I don't know what to expect from a guy who comes in with runners on the corners and no outs. True, true. And and also, he has found that uh, that splitter, and and as soon as that stops working, that was his key to his success this year, and that's what he said. I was reading about uh, J.J. the other day, and he was saying that uh, that was the key. He went back to it, and he trusted it, and, and it's working for him thus far, but... Maybe, just maybe, he gives up the walk-off to the Brewers. He now uh, gives up a couple of runs in this yeah. one. Yeah, hopefully. I think it's uh, I think it's starting to slide for him. Like I said, I think you'll see the full blow-up probably in the postseason is going to be my guess. So after all that, the Brewers now sit at 22-25, and 25, half a game behind the Reds, one game behind the Cardinals, six games behind the Cubs. Wow. Some other news to end the show. The Brewers were not the highest-scoring team tonight. The Yankees scored 20 Figures. runs against the Blue Jays tonight. Final was 20-6. to six. Yeah, well, they scored 19 last week, and the Braves haul off for 29. Yep. They score 18 tonight, and the Yankees haul off and score 20. That figures. It's it's a weird season, man. Weird things are just happening. 
And in some news about the postseason, we kind of alluded to it before the break, but the first round of the best of three matchups will be held entirely at the higher-seeded clubs mm-hmm. ballpark, and the final eight games will be shifted to the bubble environment, which means the final three rounds of the postseason will be played in said bubbles. Well, and you brought up an interesting point. Now, that that's down the line a little bit, but these wildfires are uh, creating some uh, air quality concerns, and... You know, there, there was another cancellation. So I, I don't think, because is aren't the uh, AL in, in California, San Diego, and L.A.? So yeah. I, I doubt that's going to have an impact. That's that's still a, a ways out. That's, what, a good three, three and a half weeks out before they get to Cali. Yeah, and the Mariners are going to be making up that series in San Francisco. So I assume at this point, after watching the San Francisco 49ers game on Sunday, too, that there's parts in California where it's 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 starting to get all right. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we will see. And finally, uh, Rob Manfred alluded the other day to, uh, well, uh, will there be fans at the World Series down in Arlington? I think there will be. There should be. Absolutely. And he alluded to football. He did. It was an interview uh, with The Athletic. He alluded to the football situation. Hey, they can do it. If we use the same protocols that the – NFL stadiums are doing it. Well, why shouldn't we have fans at the World Series? I think there should be fan. There should have been fans tonight at Miller Park. Yeah, for crying out loud! In these baseball stadiums too, they're so much bigger than NFL oh, stadiums. Gosh. A lot more spaced out. So I mean, maybe a little too late now. Yeah, for the I regular mean, season. Yeah, for the regular season here, but Brewers with just what uh, two games tomorrow against the Cardinals and three against Kansas City, and then the Miller Park era is done. I mean, unless. They end up being a higher seed, which is going to be a little bit of a long shot. So it uh, could turn to American Family Field as early as Monday in theory. That's that's wild to think of. Sam, good job. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Woody and Wainwright go at it in Game 1. Suter on the hill for the Cardinals in Game 2. And after the last pitch of Game 2, make the switch. Hopefully talking about a pair of victories and four of five against the Cardinals. It makes you think about a two-zip lead in Game 2 last night, doesn't it? really does, especially you win this one right here, 18-3. You were this close to winning the first three of this five-game set. Mm. Now you can make up for it tomorrow. Uh, for Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow night after Game 2. And remember, this one's easy. After winning 18-3, smile Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.